gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank, all right? I'm joined by the 20-time champion, a two-time world champion, the best in the business, a legend to the scene. Give it up for the co-host of The Flank, Mr. Patty P, a.k.a. Aix. And then we also got the executive producer of The Flank, uh, 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 one of the main guys over, over here at these events. He's a staple. He's a legend. You guys know who it is. It's Ben Janicine. Ben, Pat, what's going on with you guys, man? It's been a long time, eh? It's been a while. Yeah, man. It's been man. a little minute, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's been a long break. Much, a long break, know? man. Just just been working, doing my thing. Um, you know, got got X Defiant. We're you know we're rolling out some good stuff. So Hell yeah, man, how's that all going with the, with X Defiant? I saw Clay was was like he said he was playing it. Yeah, Clay's played a couple of weeks. Uh, the insider sessions have now um, they opened up the NDA, so players can now freely talk about the game after they play it. No stream or anything yet, but um, but players can you know openly talk about it. So. Uh, yeah, getting some getting some COD pros in there, and uh, everyone seemed to like it, so it's been going pretty good. So what? Uh, when it comes out, uh, we'll we'll be able to stream it, right? Yeah. Um, right now we're in the like closed testing phase. Yeah. Um, so right now the NDA is just like you can play the game, talk about the game, tweet about the game, do whatever you want, but no recording and and live streaming is right now. But yeah, oh, eventually. Dope. That'll that'll be yeah, that'll happen. I'm gonna have to play that. I'm gonna have to play it on stream. I've been playing a lot of different For games sure. and uh and since it's been like a long break in COD, I've been grinding a lot of just different shit. Um addicted to Val for sure definitely addicted to Valorant a little bit been been watching it been playing it just a uh, big Val guy over here it's been a long break uh for Kai what about you Ben How, how's everything going everything good over there yeah I mean we've had a little bit of time off after major two we obviously had resurgence um I think it was like last week or two weeks ago man like all these weeks blend a bit together but getting ready for pro-am this week gonna be interesting people are in town for Columbus over at the Belong location at Polaris and yeah, I'm excited for the, this kind of mid-season break to be over and to get to the back half of the season and really see kind of how things set up for champs. Yeah, so it, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. I was, is it true we have another break coming up after like... Don't tell not, me not, that, is there? That's what, that's what I saw on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. Ben, can you confirm for us what the rest of the... There's no... If there is, the, there's no way... It's, it's a, on the website. There's no way it's like another month. Though. This break was long, man. Like, nah, it's, 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 like, it's like a week or two. It's not like a big break. Okay, if it, bro, see, yeah. that's the thing. If, if they want to do a week or two break, I think it's fine. A month break in the middle of a season after a five-month offseason, to me, it just does It makes no sense. There's just too much downtime. It's felt it's felt longer than a month. No bullshit. It's felt I think like it has been. It, is, it has been longer than a month, I think. I'm pretty sure it's been longer. Than, it's, it's a little bit more than a month, but uh, whatever. The break is almost over, and we got the Pro-Am coming up this weekend. We have amateur players, challenger teams, the top four uh that were that went to the event right top four made it into the pro-am and here they are man we got four we got four new teams playing up uh against the pro players how do you guys feel about this you think some of these challenger teams are gonna be able to take down some of these pros or what because i think they can uh it depends on what pros we're talking about <laughs> i definitely think it's possible um but i still think the top dogs or the pros are going to be almost no contest for them but i do think some of these you know teams that have been struggling and even some of these teams that have just recently made roster changes um you know i'm not too sure how how they'll stand up against some of these challenges especially these eu guys because they haven't gotten any practice against them right like it's yeah it's um and i think that's something that even the na challengers team struggled with yeah, no, 100%. I feel my bad. A little, hey, chat, chat, Lee, Lee. Hey, a little bit of a production issue. I clicked the wrong scene by accident. Uh, you know, uh, I'm bringing up the, the picture for you guys. But go ahead, man. To follow you up, Pat, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll get into breaking uh, the groups. But I think um, with the way that this format works where you've got 14 groups 
and so you're playing three games like all it takes is you know one one upset and these groups can get kind of nuts and come down to map count so i think and we'll get into it, i think probably the best chance uh the two teams that probably have the best chance to make some noise are probably the toronto academy teams based on teams in their group but you know i will be surprised if you know one of these amateur teams makes a buy and i sold two one uh in the bracket play yeah let's take a look at some of the teams we got group a atlanta face seattle surge toronto ultra strike x um we got optic strike x is that silly's team yeah, that's silly's but, team yeah. Uh, and then we got uh, Group B, Optic Texas, Florida Mutineers, Minnesota Rocker, Ultra Academy EU. Group C, we have London, we have LATs, New York Subliners, Team War, which is interesting because two of those teams changed. Um, so that's going to be very, very interesting. And then we got Group D, Boston Breach, uh, Los Angeles Gorillas, Paris Legion, and Ultra Academy NA. I've heard good things about both Ultra Academies. Uh, what group do you guys think lo looks the hardest here? To me, uh, Strike X got, got put in a pretty tough group. You're going up against Atlanta Face, Seattle Surge, and Toronto. I know Toronto hasn't been the best in Hardpoint, but they're still a good team. You know, definitely a, a rough three for them. But what do you guys think? I think for me, if you're looking at it, I think Group A is, I think, probably not the best chance for Strike X. And I think Atlanta and Seattle are probably favored there. I think the hardest groups here, and we'll get into kind of some of these roster moves and some of these subs playing. And I think it's probably B and C. Um, just because of, I think T Toronto Academy EU and, the, and War are going to give some of those pro teams or go run for their money. And I also think amongst the three pro teams, um, you know, outside of Optic and Group B, I think like it could get kind of mixy with some two ones and we can see some kind of weird placing and upsets happen in those groups that make them pretty difficult. What about you, Pat? Any group that like catches your eye and you're like, okay, that's going to no, be I a good group. Looking at A and C, I don't think the, the AM team win a series in either of those groups um in my opinion i think toronto i think ultra academy in group d the na team really stands a trend uh, a chance to you know potentially get a couple sneak away wins mm -hmm. um the the group b is going to be a little tough i mean it kind of really depends on how florida comes out and plays and and you know what we see out of this rocker team i don't necessarily think that they're going to be all that impressive in terms of the moves that they made. They, they moved Priesta to the main, I believe, and mm -hmm. attached down to the flex and picked up Havoc. So I don't, it, it really just, you know, kind of what, what we get out of them in Florida, whether that EU Academy team can make a, uh, make a run in Group B. But otherwise, I think Group D is really the only shot that I could see uh, some upsets happening. Right. I, I, I think B, so let's go team by team because I think B is one of the more interesting groups so you got yeah. the optic situation i don't think that matters with with illy and general well i mean i still would favor them to get out of this group even with general yeah that's it's interesting of note um florida you know had some momentum from the last event didn't play too poorly so they might come out and look pretty good uh before we get to Min uh the minnesota rocker team i kind of like this toronto eu team now that being said mm -hmm. they had the situation with harry now getting called up. So they've had to shuffle their lineup a little bit. So not really sure how much practice they're going to get in for this event. Um, and I kind of want to follow you, but Rocker, they're one of the teams that I'm really interested in to see how they play at this event. Um, had trials, ended up dropping Major Maniac for Havoc. Um, I think the real key focus point for them, because they're such a good S&D squad, you know, before the changes, do they continue that? And does this move? suffice their goal of trying to get better as a respawn team to really move the stands and compete with the top dogs um i think that's a huge open question and we'll see what happens at the and, event and, and even so i mean i don't like i don't think 
you know, looking at their group alone, even if they win every respawn in this group, I still wouldn't be sold on them as a respawn team improvement. Um, but to your point, Ben, I, I think you're right about the S&D. I think Major Mania was, uh, you know, a big, big key, you know, piece for them in search. And uh, obviously Havoc's not like some some garbage S&D kid. He's obviously very talented at search, but... I think dynamic, like their dynamic, changes a lot with this with this swap. So I mm. I, I really don't know how how they're gonna fare. I mean, I think this could be the case of them just coming out and having a honeymoon stage, possibly. But yeah, in, in the it, long term, I don't, I, I'm not I'm not buying stock in, in that rocker team. There's been a lot of changes. It was a ch changes for Minnesota Rocket, right? And then London with the with the quick change because Gizmo. Is yeah. has to go back home, so that's going to be a change. New York went through a little trial period. They're bringing in. They haven't announced anything, right? Nothing has Not been announced, course. but I mean, we we know that Kismet's been over there. Kismet's been trialing with the team. I'm pretty sure they're they're, they're going to bring Kismet on. I don't I don't know what's what's going on in that camp. We'll we'll wait to see what happens, but no announcement yet coming out of them. Uh, and then anybody else that we need to know from Team Two? I know a lot of teams were were looking to change. Uh, but well, that looks like uh, the only two teams that I, made a change. Or three. I think the team, the team, so um, the team that might be next up, the Toronto Ultra situation is interesting coming to this event because mm. they've got their two academy teams. Yeah. And they're the team in Group A that I think right now, if I had to rank all of those teams, oddly enough, I think they're the third team out in that group. And they, I think for that team, it would be a huge moment of crossroads for them if they don't get out of this group. Um, where they're going to look at their roster, considering what's happened between now and kickoff classic. Um, they might be one of the teams that I think is probably under the most scrutiny and the hottest light going into this event. Yeah. But it is a single elimination tournament, right? Like how much weight would you guys give this tournament? Like I, I, I seen people talking about it, you know, hardly any in the right. long run. I, I agree. I, I mean, you're, you're going to a single limb tournament. I, I think that's where like a lot of the, uh, you know, the amateur players coming in, they were super disappointed because it, it's not a good opportunity for them. I mean, it is a good opportunity to get in front of the camera and showcase yourself a little bit, but you don't have much of a shot. You lose, you're out. Uh, so, you know, teams don't aren't getting a second chance at, at this tournament. And I'm pretty sure the Challengers uh, uh, team won't even be on the mainstream um, at all. There's going to be multiple streams. We got 12 matches on Thursday, 12 on Friday. So, uh, you know, a lot of matches to be played. I, I'm sure the, the league and esports engine or whatever, whoever's running everything, is, you know, are doing a great job trying to get all these matches together because it is a lot of matches. Um, but we'll definitely be watch partying that through, throughout the, the couple days. But uh, what do you guys... Go ahead, Pat. Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I'll talk about the, the changes because I know the Ravens... That's what I was going to say. I was going to bring up the changes. I was telling you guys... They are going to regret letting Paul go, a hundred percent. I'm sure they 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 are right now. I I think I think that's something that we can kind of look back on as the year goes on and see what you know happens whether Gizmo comes back or not. But um, obviously, I mean Harry's good, but but I think they're really going to regret letting Paul go. I heard from a little birdie that they wanted Paul back weeks ago, and that could have and that could have been because Gizmo has to has to go. He yeah, has to he, go back. Wasn't he already on New York at that point? To like what? He like, was. What were they gonna do? He was already on New York. They kind of missed the boat then. Then I agree with Pat. Like that's gonna be a move and a decision. Looking back at the end of the season, I wonder if they're going to be looking at well, we had a potential really good asset in our team. Um, on a ten day, he was locked into a ten day. On ten day, we, we let him walk, and now he's you know been a plus ad for a New York team that hasn't yet kind of found their footing. Um, 
So yeah, I agree with you, Pat. I don't, I don't know, man. It might be a tough one for sure. So I want to talk about this major maniac uh, a little bit because we didn't talk yeah. about it much. I know Pat was brought it up briefly. Um, but do you guys think they're making the right decision here? I mean, Colt, Colt uh, you know, he declined the offer to, what was it, New York? He didn't want to go there. Uh, yeah. I think he, 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 whatever, he ended up not going. There's a whole lot more to that, but it, he ended was, up not going to New York. The, it was talked about Yeah, we show. talked about it. Uh, and then now he finds himself on Minnesota Rocker. I guess they gave him a little offer. They started doing, uh, you know, a little trial, and they started interchanging players for a week or two. And it's going to be a Tatch, Priesta, Havoc and Standy, who's going to be the team going out there. And Priesta will be on the main AR. Not sure if you guys heard that, but Priesta is going to be on the main. What are you guys' thoughts about that? Do you guys like that? Dislike it? I mean, on paper, the roster looks good, but so do the old ones. So. Yeah, I don't I don't really care for it. I, I, I'm i curious to know who they trialed out. Like, do we know if it was just everyone Havoc. just Havoc? Just There's Havoc. no one else that no, was involved? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean... I guess they weren't in a position to make a trade, but I guess that could be said for all the teams and there just might not be that that landscape for any trades right now. But mm -hmm. I mean, I'm assuming that this entire change, they were thinking they were wanting to move Preston uh, role-wise, not necessarily get rid of him, but, but move him role-wise because he's now what done flex SMG and now they're trying main. So it's like kind mm -hmm. of the last role for him to try. Yeah. Um, he can run every role. He can. He, he yeah, can do yeah, anything. Without a doubt. But I don't think this is going to necessarily fix their... Hard point. Uh, yeah, their hard point. That's or what they need their to respawn fix. in general. Here's, here's my thought. I think... and So, during this break, I went back and watched... Of the teams that were making a lot of changes, I went back and watched a lot of VODs. Because I'm trying to kind of understand... Sometimes it's like, well, is it like a personnel issue with the team? And they need to adjust that and one change is going to fix that? Or is there... Something with their system, are they behind? Are they not like kind of figuring out the game? I think Toronto and Minnesota, when going back and watching VODs, are teams that play a little bit differently than their teams. If you put their situationals side by side with a team like an Optic or Phase, their approach to the game doesn't necessarily match up. And I and I'm really curious in Minnesota if that's something they're going to look at as a team because I don't. I agree with you, Pat. Like I don't think bringing in Havoc on for Mike is going to make a massive, massive change to the respawn game. They might get kind of incrementally better by adding Havoc on, but I don't think it's going to help them kind of crack that top or echelon. And if you look at their advanced stats, you know, it supports the, the issue with their pacing. But beyond that, you know, it shows that they're not doing an amazing job of both breaking and holding hills and hard points. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think we'll, we'll kind of see how they perform at this event and toward the beginning of Major 3. But I'm very curious from kind of the eye test and also seeing how they manage some of these situations, especially in hard point, if they're kind of still having the same struggles of not getting ahead early on in that first hill, not having a high break percentage, really trying to end up then playing these early rotate 30 positions and not really maximizing and front running on hills and getting in a good position to build a lead. You know what I find funny? The whole, I'm assuming Havoc learned from his experience with the whole NYSL thing, but like the whole, reason that he didn't want to join NYSL is because he wanted to bring on Kismet, but now he finds himself like realizing that that was just a pipe dream and he joined a team without bringing anyone on. Because I would, I would argue in my stance, I think that this current rocker team is worse than that NYSL team with Paul. Like getting that change with Paul, hmm. I, I think that's a better team than this rocker team. I don't team think is. Havoc wanted to play with, with Krim. That's so, what I'm saying. That's what it had to have come down to. He wanted to, to play with Clay, I no, think. That reasoning was just wrong, I think. 
Uh, I mean, when you look at both rosters on paper, I mean, they they even up to me. I just remember Havoc saying something about you know he he didn't want to he didn't like the system over there or the culture. Like I think I think maybe Havoc was a little scared of just the team vibes over there in New York. And can you really blame him? I kind of don't blame Colt for that. Uh, I feel like New York over there was a super shit show, like, uh, like just bad vibes all around. Just it, it was just. But I think that that was with Krim and Clay combined, right? Right, like but mostly. but he did he know at the and time that, that Paul was there? Like, did he even know? I don't even think he knew. Yeah, um, I believe so. It was remember because Paul was in that conversation. Like, remember it was like they were talking about getting Paul, and it would be whether Clay or Krim was well, there. Yeah, my argument to Colt when he was saying all that was like, okay, we'll go over there and change the culture, change the system. You know, go over there if, if you want to move some things around, move some things around, and then you know, and change it up. I mean, you're the guy coming in. The team shit in the sheets. It can't get any worse. You're gonna be the guy to turn it around. You could be that guy. You know, but whatever. He ended up not doing it, and now he's on Minnesota Rocker. And I think that he is going to bring a lot more to the team in respawn. I feel like Minnesota Rocker needed somebody on a sub who just kind of does, like, dirty work shit. Standy's not really that guy, in my personal opinion. I feel like Standy's kind of just like that that slay-heavy, roamer, killer type of guy. Uh, when it comes to making the right plays, I think Colt's gonna gonna do that uh, a lot Tom, for them. I, I wanna I wanna take that a step further. Like I I think the problem with the havoc move and then moving press in the main. If you watch how they played in the last major, you saw it on the map. And if we want to go back and like rewatch that last Berlin hardpoint, for example, like. You see a lot of situations where like yeah, Preston's not getting a lot of individual kills. He's also not getting set up by his teammates well. Um, cause he was the only player on the team really got filling with a sub. And so like Havoc's now going to probably be thrusting that role because I don't see Dylan really changing his play style, especially now with sort of how two ARs work and him and Preston kind of trading those power positions and the way Minnesota kind of play a lot of hills with spread. So yeah, I, I don't, I'm very, very curious to see how this change changes their team system because if it's a straight role swap, I don't really see a world in which they get incrementally amazingly better in hard point right now. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, listen, I'm not saying you pick up Havoc and whoop the fucking dough. You, you're the best team in the game. You know what I'm saying? It, the, the team was struggling and they're still going to continue to struggle. But I think Havoc might might help a little bit. Uh, just because have, we, have we heard about their scrims? I heard their scrims have been doing well. But, but Pat, everybody everybody talked to does well on scrims. Everybody, I, I never talked yeah, to anybody. Yeah, was the, the hat. Yeah, they didn't lose a map. They didn't lose a map. They're the best. Every, everybody's the best in scrims. That's why, I, whatever, scrims are scrims. You know, you can only take them so far. But we'll see what happens with them. And then what about London with Harry? I haven't seen Harry play that much. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know much about Harry. He's Honestly, one of those players who kind of, you know, fell under the radar for me. These matches are all on land, right? Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if this Ravens team is a little bit better. No bullshit. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised because to me, Gizmo has been super good, but it's mainly been online. Like on land, he's let me down. Um, both at, at both events we've watched him, I haven't seen enough for him to kind of justify like his online performance being so good. And then mm -hmm. his land performance falling off. I, if, if Harry comes out and fries like some of these other, you know, EU Academy amateur players. Um, I think this Ravens team could, could end up being better than they were with Gizmo. Yeah, and I and I also, I mean, just judging by what people are saying in the chat and just going off of socials and just other stuff I've been reading around, I mean, people are talking really highly about Harry. People are saying, uh, really guessing this up. Apparently, Harry beat the Stallions um, uh, uh, recently. So, li listen, this, this guy's doing his thing, and he's here for a reason. So, I'm excited to watch him play. Ultra, didn't he? And they beat the... Uh, no, nah, that was uh, Hixie. 
Oh, Hicksy. That Damn. was Hicksy. Well, well, I'll say for Harry and, and the London down. boys, like, if you look at their group draw here, right? So they're playing a, a Team War team, and to remind people of who's on that team, that was the old M7 Electrified ben, team. If, if from... you can, Ben, can you just go through each Challengers team and let everybody know what the rosters are? Yeah, so talking about with Team War, you got Dens, Wardy. Uh, Wardy played amazing, by the way, in Minnesota. I don't know if you guys were watching the Challenger screen, but he's probably their best player. Um, Dens was pretty good. Uh, Dens was pretty good in in um, Challengers Elite, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Maple and Wee Man, who have been around, both of them have been around for a minute on EU Challengers. Right. Um, good team. They're they're in a tough position with this group, but. Um, Especially Wardy is a player that might stand out. Um, we were talking about Strike X. That was probably the surprise yeah. team that made it of this this group of four. Um, interesting roster. You've got Fire Forty, Gunsy, Silly, and, and Ramby. So um, that is a, a crazy roster. What the fuck is he? That they is insane. Like, they came together leftovers. super quick. Yeah, it was yeah, a kind of leftover team. Each team. Um, that being said, though, I think this group. It's a tough group for them. Um, I, I don't expect them to do much in this group, but you know, for some of these players, like a silly or a fire, if you come out and have a good performance uh, in this event, it's going to change your stock dramatically. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, unfortunately, um, they got Group A. So. Yeah, and if we talk yeah, about the two ultra, the two Ultra Academy teams here, so you got Ultra Academy NA um, looked great uh, at Minnesota. That's the Hixie, Vickle, Mohawk, uh, Mohawk Scrappy team. Um, I think Scrappy's probably the player of the four that played the best in Minnesota, but I think there's a lot of talent in this squad. Mohawk got talked up a lot last year, played great. He's continued that form this season as well. Obviously, we saw what Hixie did in his one sub appearance in the CDL. Yeah. He's been pretty good. That's a good team, um, Ben. That's a really good team. And, and Vickle's been around for a sec. Um, but I, So I really like this Ultra Academy NA squad. We haven't talked a lot about Group D, but I think this this team could potentially get out of groups um, looking at those squads in Group D, obviously Boston and LG are probably the tougher of the wins. But again, only three matches in this group, two and one. You never know what can happen. Yeah. Uh, and the last card we just talked about, this is the weird one. Um, you had Harry was on this team. Um, he was swapped out for someone in EU whose name now I, is escaping me. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, yeah, who's, who's, the, who's the name of the guy that replaced Harry? Rafi. Rafi's come in. Uh, that's a little bit of a late ad. The rest of their team, Rafi. Serious of Vortex. Uh, and Beans Vortex is probably the name that people are most familiar with. He's been around for a minute, um, was back in the CWL era, uh, played on kind of one of those um, kind of edge pro teams there for a second. So um, we know that he can slay with some of the best. Um, they're, they're a team I'm curious to see how they do in that group B. But again, you got a Minnesota team that we don't know how good they're going to be. Florida has always been an up and down team, but has been played better of late. And Optic obviously playing with generals. So those are your four challenger squads and uh, Tom and uh, Pat hearing those names. Curious if you think which one of them might have the best chance of going through. Ultra Academy NA. I think they yeah. got the, I, I think they got one of the best teams on paper and I think they got one of the better groups drawn. I mean, Paris, LAG and Boston. I mean, I could see them making noise in there. I mean, they're, they're lucky not to go up against a phase or, or an optic or anything like that. They kind of got, I mean, they got LAG who are the champions, but um, I think it's teams that are not, that they can beat, and they're teams that if they do beat them, it'll it'll turn eyes, right? Like if you beat LAG, you're champs. It'll turn eyes. The same with Boston, the top four team, top five, whatever you want to call them. You know, it'll turn some heads. But go ahead, Pat. Well, I, I was gonna say, do, what's the schedule like? Are they playing like all a these matches in a day? Like, are, is it gonna be like back to back games? Right not here. Like the no, it's it's uh, it's so the 
the you know how it was done like in the old era and i do this in a lot of different tournament formats like the the teams are kind of paired off so um two of the groups are going to play two matches on the first day and one match on the second day and then okay. the other one's going to play one match on the first day and then two on the second day mm -hmm. so yeah, the reason i ask is because for these pro teams right they obviously have like no knowledge of how these teams play at all nothing about what they do so um, you know, I, would, I wouldn't able to say go... that. I mean, mo well, most of these very teams, limited, very limited. Outside of Silly's team, like most of these squads have been in and about Challengers Elite all season. So there's a lot of tape you can go back and look at, and even go back to Minnesota for most of these teams. So Are, I, 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 the some of it. these teams have made changes, though. Uh, I mean, the one team that's made a change since Minnesota is the Toronto Academy EU team because Harry got called up to London. And then we also uh, got to talk about New York a little bit. I mean, listen, Clay and Neptune got to be out of there. I mean, the way they're tweeting, it sounds like they're not in there. They've been um, gone. They've been gone. I mean, if you if you, if you you just do trial and error here, I mean, you're left with Krim, Paul, Paco, and then the trial player, Kismet. Um, so on paper, because that's most likely what the roster is going to be, uh, what do and you guys think? He was the only one trialed, Kismet? From my understanding, he was the only one being trialed, from my understanding. That surprises me. Not not as like a dig to Kismet, but that does surprise me that like they didn't try out anyone else. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess they were mostly running iterations with the people they already had. So I'm assuming Clay and Neptune were in those like trials, but it, it does surprise me that they didn't try out more with Trim, Paul, Paco, and and someone else. But, let me let me give you kind of a scenario. I think that might play out here, Pat, and what maybe teams like Minnesota and New York are thinking. The big domino that hasn't fallen yet in this roster mania, what's going to happen with the Toronto Ultra team? Because if they don't make it out of groups in Group A and they make some big swaps, suddenly players who I think have a lot of trade value, if they get benched, are going to be on the market at a significant buy low position. It's but who, though? to think. Well, Cami, for example. Cami and Kleenex, I, if Cami and Kleenex are not getting benched, in my opinion, there's a 0% chance that either one of them get benched on this Toronto Ultra team. What about not, you? You don't think Cami might be? I mean, Cami's been super performing. I, I think they've gotten worse, but I think overall, you, you're not benching those two guys. I think Toby 100%. It'd be really hard to replace what he does in the team, but Cam, in the role he played, like they could attempt to rotate that a bit. Um, I can see them again, doing that. And again, if Cam's on the market, if if it's in a situation where it looked like they want to go a different direction, like I can see a lot of teams interested in Cam. Uh, 100%. He's, their, he's been their best player. Like back to back years almost. I, there's there's not, no not, way. Not this season though. I mean, I think it's been a real. He struggle started for fine. He started fine. He he was very good. He just has hit a slow like descending, uh, form. But I, I still think he can easily easily retain that. And if I'm Toronto Ultra and I have Cami, there's no way I'm not I'm not keeping him, especially with the later half of the year coming up. There's but just who, no but who, you can't drop insight though. I mean, you're not going to drop insight. So I, I'm saying I'm saying I would I would move Bants and insight before I move Cami or Kleenex. And we also know how much easier it is to replace the main AR role than it is to replace kind of the role like like Ben said like what Toby plays uh, and even what Cami plays in some sense. There's just there's just no way that those two go before anyone else does. I don't know. It is a one game mode problem for them right now. So I'm I'm curious to see during this this break period. I feel like this is a really good time for them to just hound in on their hard point and just really focus up now and see what the fuck is going on. Because on paper, we know the Toronto roster is good. I feel like talking changes with this Toronto roster sounds crazy, but it's not crazy because they haven't been performing. 
but I definitely think that if they can put their, sh you know, get their shit together, I mean, it's it's not like they they have a whole just 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 a whole team wipe and they have to just figure a whole new thing out. I mean, it's just one, it's just a one game mode. Uh, and now that they they have so so long of a break, maybe they they can figure something out. Um, and they were still I think, losing I think, extremely close games. Like guys, the only the only issue is like they're they're in a tough group with two tough matchups. Like yeah, but Ben, this goes back to the pro am. Like, how much weight are we putting on this event? Uh, I would say if you're Toronto and you go 0-2 against Seattle and Atlanta, I think you're definitely going to be feeling a different way. Atlanta's the, the best team in the game. Seattle is whatever everyone wants to call them, but they're, let's say, a rising team getting back to where they they thought they were earlier. I, I think Toronto could easily demolish StrikeX, lose the surge in phase, and be out. And that would That's just be fair. unlucky. They got the hardest group with two good teams. I'm I think not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not jumping jumping the gun like just off the pro am classic. Mm. I I would normally agree with you, but um, you know as all things come in terms of roster moves and you know some of these players on the ultra academy teams may be getting some interest. Like you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that if they don't play well at this event, they look potentially make a roster change. I he, I think there's they a, get more interest than they did during this month and a half break. Well, Dude, if this one month of these and a half goes... break told me everything I need to know about the CDL and roster changes. And that's that no team is making moves that are like blockbuster buyouts or trades. That's what it told me. I would say that and Tom, I don't know if you've heard the same. I, I think a lot of people are waiting until after this event for some of the panic button stuff that you're thinking why about. Would you, why? Yeah, maybe. Why would you I don't know why, though. Classic. You, we've already had two complete majors. Why would we wait with after that's, the that, month and a half a great break question, of Pat. nothing a great question, plus Pat, the Pro-Am Classic, which we all agree yeah. does not mean anything near as much as as the the main events so, so you're telling me you, yeah you're telling me that this is this is some player's last shot hey buddy we're throwing you in the pro and classic <laughs> yeah. this is but your last listen, shot you I, know i don't i don't fully like, disagree damn. with you guys but that's that's the, the chatter i've heard and that's why we've seen you know we've seen some moves but i i think that again this is an event where there's three cdl teams in every group someone of those cdl teams four cdl teams are not going to be in the tournament come end of the day on friday and so you look at some of these groups and some of the teams that made changes and I could see why people are waiting because they're making a couple of moves here. They're going to see if this makes sense in a little bit of a honeymoon thing. And if it's still looking like they're having the same issues, they may work to make further changes before you get in this major three, major four run. Because keep in mind, you know, CDL points are going to be up on offer soon. None at this event. But if you look at teams like a Minnesota or a Toronto, you're sitting outside champ spot right now. And what do you guys yeah, think? But Ahead, I don't back. think Ultra falls into that category. Like, they lose the surge in phase. Like, you can't just be like, yeah, well, we lost the surge in phase. It's time to just chalk it up after a month. What if they lose the Strike away. X? What if they lose the Silly yeah, 540? Well, listen, <laughs> listen, if they then lose what? the Strike X, then, then uh, shit. It'd be like that. That's like first that. Of, uh, what, of, and I, enable, I, enable was like, I suck a dick on a stream if that happened. Nah, but he never did that. So now it's completely voided. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but bro, I, I am happy for no Fire way. 40, though, to get back in here and show people we can do. I, I do feel like Fire 40, before he got into the league, was like a good player. He was playing well, especially down in challenges. Obviously, when you get to the pro level, it's way different. But I, I feel like he was also in a system with Paris and just like a, in a really bad just funk and a really bad spot. And I, maybe the pressure was just too much. But now he gets a second chance. 
Uh, granted, he's going up against some pretty good teams, but I'm excited to see what they can do. You know, I feel like it's a good shot for 540 to kind of get his name back out there. I, I think for them, this is like the opportunity to show off their individual talent. But to me, there's just no no world as a team that they can they can achieve anything here. But what about the New York roster, Pat? Will Krim, Paul, Kismet, and Hydra? You think that all of a sudden these guys are going to magically start popping off now because of because because of, of this team change or what? I don't think it's for the team change. I think even without this team change, I mean, I, I could argue that they have a fair chance to get out of this group. This group is such a toss-up for me because, and something else that we haven't talked on it is Kenny, right? That, that Kenny is finally going yeah. back to the sub. This is the first time we're going to see Kenny on a sub in like three years. When was the last time? Four mm. years? In World it's War II. Yeah, <laughs> last time was time. World War II. I, I, I guess the last, he ran in World War II. Then Black Ops 4 came out, and he ran the SOG for a week and said, I, there's no shot, he's running that shit. And he started running the Maddox, and then that kind of just skyrocketed him into an AR player. He, he's been running an AR ever since. So, so yeah, th that's going to be weird. The role change is going to be super weird seeing him run around with a sub. Yeah, and, and just see how he plays in general. Like, not even just how the Thieves play, but just how he plays. Because um, mm -hmm. if he comes out in, like, World Stars, then it's like... Bro, what the fuck you been doing the last four years? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. my question. The right. uh, the but... thing I'm looking for for Thieves, though, Pat, is less less about their respawn game and more to see if this role change frees up their S&D game and they play a little bit better on maps that are not named um, Tuscan. Like, it, it, like it, it's it's been a problem for them all season. They haven't been the best in the game mode. Um, they've been really bad at executing when they're man up situations. They haven't been particularly good in man down situations. So I think that's your that's your priority fix. If you can get your SD game in a better spot, you know, play your respawn map pool, you're gonna be in a good position. Cause they're another team right now. They're sitting on 70 points in sixth spot. They're tied with Florida and Seattle is in seventh and eighth at 70. And and then it's pretty close beyond that. So you really can't lose ground because I don't know if you guys have looked at CDL standings. These are sitting at six and seventy. The next team is LAG, and they won the last event, and they're sitting at one fifteen. So the top five teams have kind of separated themselves from everybody else. So you really don't want to lose ground to them, or you're going to be in a really gritty kind of race with some of these other teams to try and get a spot of champs. Yeah, Pat, I see you in the chat a little bit. If you want to just tell everybody kind of what's going on with that. Yeah, I swear, bro. Chad doesn't even watch. No bullshit. What they say? What they say that made like, you? What are you talking about? Kenny ran a sub in Cold War. Like, no, the fuck he did not. I literally got in an argument with Cap on Twitter about how they believed he was so good on a Krig that he could end up running the fucking main. No, he. No. That's yeah. No, that's how it was though. I, I, bro. He, even well, no, I don't think Kenny was a bad main. I just think they had they need work in their system. You know, like yeah. they they they, they definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I actually didn't mind Kenny in the main AR. Even in Cold War, I said Kenny can run a main. You just need to have the right people around him if he's going to run the main. So clearly, Sam and Kenny, especially if you guys watch the, the little series that LA Thieves uh, does and uploads to YouTube, they were talking a lot about communication up top on the subs with Draza and Envoy and how they don't really communicate what they're doing and that it was hard for them to kind of play around that because they, they weren't like... Basically, what they said in the video is that the sub players weren't talking. It's hard to, to uh, you know, come up with a play and work together when your subs are making plays and you don't know what they're doing. What do you guys think about that? I don't buy that. That was food I, days. I, I think it's a... I agree with Pat. I think there's a little bit... Listen, everybody's got their own different sides to the story. My thing with Ken going to sub is, like, if you think about where the Steve's team needs, needs to get to be, um, I think he's going to be his most impactful 
alongside Envoy. And I think Draza moving to the flex slows his play style down a little bit more, forcing him to play a little bit more by the book. He's got incredible gun skill. We've seen over the last couple of years. Um, but what's really hurt him this, this year is I think he sometimes is making some bad decisions off a of spawn with a sub. And I think the AR is going to force him to have to make the right play on the map and set his team up correctly. So looking to see how that cascades starting at this event. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for the pro. I'm excited to get it all uh, on board. We got some role changes, roster changes, amateur teams. I mean, it's just going to be a clusterfuck, and it's going to be really fun to watch. So I can't wait to watch it. A lot of matches Thursday and Friday. We had a, uh, a broken record in the CDL, ladies and gentlemen. Gersh broke the record for the most liked tweet in the Call of Duty League so far in CDL history. So it's sitting at 70,000 likes right now. Face Blaziken said, what virgin is running the subliners account? And here comes Mr. Gershi with a picture of, uh, of Blaze's sister. Of course, Blaziken was very, very, uh, uh, you know, he was laughing at it, too. Blaze is a cool dude, man. Blaze, is, he, he was laughing at it. He said, you, he said, tell your boss to give you a raise, uh, which is not good because I'm the boss. So I got to give Gersh a raise. Um, but, uh, and New York subliners, of course. That was a good tweet. But, good but tweet, Gersh, tweet. Stop, stop fucking memeing and announce your team. Yeah, yeah, Come I don't. On. Yeah, hey, Gary, well, I don't know what's going on with that. You're busy well, memeing, and you're not 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 announcing the roster. Yeah, Pat, I don't listen, know what's going on. Here. Breaking news while we were live on the show: a tweet from right. the New York Subliners 11 minutes ago. Announcement tomorrow morning. That uh, announcement the of the announcement. I yeah. hate those. There yeah, you it says announcement tomorrow morning. Dead ass. That's the that's what they tweeted. <laughs> They said announcement, <laughs> dead eyes. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you see Gersh keeping it real professional um, over here. On Wait, the, do, you on the... The, do you see the first reply to that? No, Did your pretty... organization hand over communications to a toddler? Can we have an adult <laughs> update the org's Twitter? I got hit. That's My good. first comment is, is, is it more NFTs? Here it comes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got you to yeah. find the guy named We Love Patrick T. That's who, that's who said it. Oh, it's right there. It's right there. You see it. Yeah. Oh, 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 here it is. But, yeah. but listen, listen. Uh, like, if, if you're if you're an org like the New York Subliners, like you know, you got to come out and you got to grow your brand, and so you're gonna incentivize guys like your Gersh. Um, I know um, they had a few other people social media run over the last couple of years. You got to get a little bit of attitude, get that New York attitude, Tom. You know. Yeah, you do. Account, so I don't mind it. No, I don't hey, care. Guys. What's going well, on? Oh, hey, some. This hey, is a, this doing? is a surprise guest, a surprise special guest yeah. or something. A little surprise guest. Oh Someone shit, hey, some. I actually just got these Skittles gummies and they're heat, bro. I was thinking about oh. you because I know you like Skittles. I, the Skittles are my shit. You guys should go go try them out. These Skittle gummies, no ad. Not paying me to say this, but these Skittle gummies are, are fire, man. It was good, really, really good. But listen, Aza, uh, we're about to get into the Reddit questions. The, the, the on the second half of the show, if you want to uh, stay with us for a little bit. I'm down. Let's do it. All right, let's see what some people were coming up with. First question is, how do you guys feel about the Minnesota Rocker moves? I feel like benching Major is a huge mistake. We already talked about that, um, so we don't really don't need to touch on it. Um, let's talk about the results of these trials. Which org, Rocker, NYSL came out better because of it? Would be a good segue to discuss Major Maniac being dropped. I think New York won the won the won the trial, right? I feel like I, I, think, I feel like New York had a has a pretty I good trial. I think both teams lost, uh, and the reason oh, I think do. both teams lost the trials is because in, in the long term of this, I think this was very negative for for like the player side. I think if you're a, if you're a player and, and you know. Sometime later, let's say the rocker offers you. I think this is going to be in the back of your mind that like this org is an org that's like running these trials and benching their best players. Like you saw Krim and, and Paco going on social media talking about how they were benched. Major obviously feeling disrespected. Like 
I think this is just a loss for for both of these teams to especially run a public facing uh, trial. So I, yeah. I think both both lost. I'm looking at some of these other questions. A lot of them we already touched on about the Tor uh, Toronto struggles. We talked about it. Um, this is a weird fucking question. I don't know. This has 76 upvotes, by the way. One of the most asked questions on this Q&A. You can actually read this question out, man. Like, yeah, of course. Have sex with a goat, but nobody finds out. <laughs> or not have sex with a goat, but everybody thinks you did. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. If you're that guy that everybody thinks you, you fucked the goat, yeah, that's, you're that, dude, you're fucked, bro. Yeah, you're fucked. Next you know question, Tom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so pretty much like, dude, you, you, know, you know what you need to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what you need to do, man. Um, what is this? Uh, if the CDL expands to 16 teams next season, what 16 players do you think get picked up as of right now? Do you think any retired or ex-pros try getting on teams? Classic is for sure getting picked up. Nicky D, and the goal is a good Nick, shout. Nick will obviously get there or thereabouts, but this is like kind of a tough question because there's a half a season left. So who knows kind of the stock of players Brezzy? in what three to four months. Brezzy, Brezzy is a type of player that I can definitely see making that jump you know he's been at the past pro level hasn't been there recently think about how the expansion works though it's not necessarily the the talented players that'll get the first shot like there's a lot that goes into that as we saw with the the initial cdl like it, i think it's a little bit more complicated i think that people who build the teams they'll, they'll be like a couple guys who get on first and then and then pick their team from there mm -hmm. yeah yeah, we'll see how it all goes out. I think there's a lot of talent outside of the top 12 in the in the CDL right now, like in challenges and stuff. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, when Scump retires, who do you think will be the next poster boy? I mean, Shotzi, right? Yeah. If he's on Optic, yeah, for sure. Mm -mm. So you don't, you think even if Shotzi was off Optic, you don't think he'd be a poster boy? I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Mm. I, I, he's I not now. I think being on Optic sets him up for that, but... Um... Like, like, I think if you had, let's say Shotzi wasn't on Optic and another player was, you know, Dashy or, or someone else, then I mm -hmm. think it could be like, like if Simp or a BZ joined up, I think you could have that discussion. But I think yeah. if Shotzi stays on Optic, it'll definitely be him. I think Dashy's a pretty good shout too. He's been on Optic longer, but I just definitely think Shotzi with everything he's done and just on top of the content he's been putting out, it seems like Shotzi's doing, yeah, uh, you know, definitely Shotzi yeah, right I, I think while while Bruce is screaming a lot, I think Shotzi's got more of that um that more of that entertainment presence, I think, if we're gonna look at someone being like scum successor, unquote. Yeah. Somebody said, in your opinion, who is the most underrated player so far this year? Hmm. Um underrated. That is a good question. Who is the most underrated player so far this year? Asim, who do you think being a player <laughs> that you play against? Who's somebody who's somebody you Not play against? Yeah, people Matt, don't, people oh, people, it, people never talk Matt. people He's never talk about Mac. and it's not even close. People I never talk about Mac like that. People underrated. people call Mac good, but you know, with Mac, people don't look at him like as some superstar superstar. People are like, yeah, he's mm. a good player, but people don't realize how good he actually is. Uh, I mean, you, just to give you a little history on Mac, I mean, you remember how good he was when he came into our New York roster and MW completely turned the whole roster around. Uh, and then yeah. going into Cold War, I mean, he performed, he did his thing. I mean, he was he was good. He had his ups and his downs, and then we get into the new game, and, and he's right back to frying again. So it's yep. like, I definitely think Max needs to get a little res more respect on his name, because he goes under the radar a little bit. Um, and why do you think that is? Ace? You think it's because he's a quiet kid, doesn't really show a lot of emotion? Yeah, I think he's just a really quiet kid, and just like, you know, he's always keeping to himself. Yeah, he needs to fucking start talking shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm, that's what Thanks. he needs to do. What were you going to say, Pat? I'd probably say Ace him. 
Mm. Oh, thanks, man. I don't think I don't think Asim's underrated anymore. Uh, Not anymore, but I would say last year and like maybe in the beginning of this year I was, but like I've been getting my dabs recently. No, no, so. yeah, up until you won the event, the only reason why you were on a pro team is because I'm I'm friends with you. That's what everybody yeah, would say. That's the narrative. You're right. That's it, true. That was the narrative. This guy mm. sucks. This and that, it, bro. It's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, man, you came out and won the event. Yeah, and yeah. You did your fucking thing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, Underrated is interesting though, because I still think that you've been probably the best, if not most important player on LAG. And I think that in terms is, is underrated because I don't think you're getting that type of type of credit. I, I mean, that's I true. wanna I wanna give one I don't think it has much to do with stats. I think it's in terms of expectations. You know, zero Trey Zero had a, a year off, obviously, because of the unfortunate issues with his visa. And he's come in and, and helped mold this London team into a really interesting squad that I'm I'm excited to watch and chart their progress throughout the season. They've been brilliant at SA uh, tier almost the entire season, um, start to finish, and they're sitting in a cool third spot right now in the CDL standing. So, you know, obviously things could have gone the other way with that time off, but he's been an important part of that team for sure. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody said, Pat, give me stock tips. Pat, you got any tips for, for this guy investing in some stocks? Yeah, uh, not a financial advisor, so don't take my advice. But if, if you're actually interested in investing, just buy a S&P 500 index fund, dollar cost average, whatever you got left over every month. Don't look at it. Like and that. when you retire, be happy. That's look, all you look at it. We got the stocksman in the chat. We got Lamar's cousin. I, I still agree with we that. We got Mr. Ace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ace, uh, if you guys are interested in, you know, learning more about stocks and, and kind of what to do with your money, go check out the stocksman on Twitch because he's always live telling, you know, helping people out on, you know, if you guys need like a little financial advisor on Twitch, uh, the stocksman is your fucking guy. Hey, don't. How, how likely do you think it is that the CDL expands to 16 teams next year? And if it's, and if not, is that a troubling sign for the future of the league? I don't no. think any of us have any fucking idea if there's going to be expansion next year or not. I, I think because. we don't know. And I also don't think, I, I think for the league, it's like now that again, this is, this is less I think about CDL and more about esports macro in general. Cause I think all the esports right now are kind of in the same boat. It's figuring out how to get in this post-COVID strategy of having your league moments and your, your climax events around these live events where fans can attend again. I think that's going to be sort of the the thing that the whole industry has been dealing with the last couple of years um, with pandemic and not being able to you know have these moments where fans in the thousands can attend your events. I think for the CDL, it's, it's you know, they've gone through three seasons and they've had three kind of different season formats. It's standardizing that format, adding some stability, uh, and making it predictable for the fans that they can uh, know what to expect year after year. I think it's highly unlikely. Highly unlikely that it expands? Yeah. Really? I, th I thought I, I would thought it was on the more of the likely side that, it, that we're definitely going to expand going into the next year. I think there's likely there's interest, but I think it's highly unlikely that it expands next year. We'll see. I mean, we got a new a new title. I know teams were interested before this season started, and a lot and a couple teams fell through. I know one backed out late. No, there's a couple teams interested, but then the, the league ended up not expanding, and you know you know everybody backed out. But I know there are a lot of teams and organizations that have been very vocal about getting themselves into the league. So, I think everyone wants to be involved with Call of Duty. I just think there's a lot of ROI concerns for for these teams definitely a lot of concerns. That, that jump, and I think that's the the blocker that always. It ends up causing teams to 
to not mm -hmm. pull the pull the trigger yeah we'll see what happens with uh going into next year we'll see if there's any expansion I, I definitely think if there's no expansion it is a little troubling for the future of the league but you know what are you gonna do i think the most important thing for our league is a good game um that's the most important part uh but let's go on to the next one what's the over slash under for how many matches am teams will win at pro-am i have no idea do you any of you guys know what the over under is i have no I'd idea say, we're, just, we're just making one up at this point yeah right? I, i'd say max six you say max six that's what you say would you agree with that ben i think six is high i think six is really high i think i think let's pick five and i would say well, all teams play three right i don't think any in team a i think team c has a shot i say three d definitely has a shot three i mean listen i'm not like maximum three I'm not I like a two in each of those groups. I'm not a gambler guy over Wait, here, so each? I don't even know. You know, three, six. Like I don't even know what the hell you guys are talking about. No, oh, yeah. Tommy. There's four AM teams. Every right. AM team plays three games each. How many in total do you think they will win? I, uh, I okay, say three. Okay. You say Spike you think three? Zero. Yeah. I think Toronto and A could win two. You think Toronto and A is gonna a, win two? A, three's a good shot. Yeah. yeah, I think they could win. But two. you're saying they're gonna either beat Australia or Boston. I, I think that whole group's a toss-up, to be honest with you. Okay, but... But, like, the academy team isn't... Okay, I'm not going to say that. But, like, the, I feel like the big chance they have is, like, against Paris, too. Like, I feel like it's going to be good. I mean, listen, be good regardless, match. you're all guessing. You're all guessing anyway. Yeah, it's all, so guess, it's all, it's all an opinion. Anyways, it's yeah. all guessing. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody has any idea, but we'll see what happens. I have no idea how some of these challenges are going to Well, you also got to think it's not just the, the, the groups, right? Like, if one of them gets through, then that's matches going into the bracket. Well, you got oh, to also... The, the yeah, tough true. thing is you also got to think, like, yeah, you know, you guys have played in sort of these pool play events. Like, that first match, like, coming in with being a little bit cold, not really being kind of yet in that mindset like there's a lot of like potential instability in how those matchups can go so uh and the tough thing this isn't like a cwl group where you're playing five games right so if you really struggle in that first game okay you got a couple more pull play games and you play the open team like if you lose that first game um you've lost a head-to-head -head tiebreaker with that team and now you've really got to capitalize on your map count the next two games because it's likely that there may be another team that's two and one and you know um, you really, you really need that head to head, or if it's a weird three-way tiebreaker funky situation, you're going to need that map count on your side. Yeah. Let's go on to the next one, man. We got, uh, uh, who's the best player in the game in your guys' opinions? This guy yeah, said, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> it's been six weeks. <laughs> it's been so long. I don't even know what's going on. This guy said, uh, Zuma will say Shotzi, Ben will say Seller Dashi, and Aix will say Sell. Do, do, do you think that's accurate? Because I'm 100% say Shotzi. So. Listen, Tom, I'm, I'm going to go back to what I, I, I like go, Shotzi, bro. Tom, I'm going to go back to what I tweeted, like, some point, like, I think it was Major 1, about how it's really funny to me, and I guess it speaks towards sort of development of the league, that all of those kids used to play with each other whenever it's fucking yeah. S&D. Are now a collection of the best players in the game, plus Shotzi, who's kind of now coming to that group. Like that, that collection, that squad, uh, are really kind of dictating the direction of these top squads, and they're probably like three of the top five players in the game right now. Yeah, there's okay, somebody under that. The somebody answer. under that's that says question, Zuma will say it's the harder rule. Ben will say he's made huge improvements, and Inks will call Sella weirdo. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, bro, these are facts, though. Like, he's at least for my. Hey, bro, listen, this guy's spot on for me because I think right, I think e definitely a harder. Role. I think everything revolves around Shotzi. I've said this so many times that they already know what my opinions are on on this. 
Um, but who do you got, Pat? Who do you got? Who's your Who's your best player? I, uh, or did you forget? Uh, did you actually forget? If If a BZ didn't get world starred at, in that grand final, I probably would have said him. But really? yeah, pro I'd probably go so. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't expect you to say that. What about you, uh, Ben? Who's your? Is, would you Would you say uh, Seller Dashi? I think it's, I hate to, <laughs> to, to lean into what the Reddit post is, but um, I think MC uh, and wow. Bruce are probably the two players right now that are probably one and two in terms of Me. if I had to figure out kind of the MVP standings. I think they've both been so impactful with an AR and what they bring to the team amongst all three game modes. Um, I think Shotzi's a good shout in that conversation. Um, but I think the two AR players are probably your one and two right now in terms of MVP rankings. Yeah, so this motherfucker Ronnie got Dude, it. it read us like a book. Calling, calling ARs MVPs though is is so shitty in, in these type of games. But but I mean, depends what the that, AR I, depends what the I, AR's I, doing. I, I normally agree with you, but like yeah, just the way they play. Nah, it depends. It depends what the AR's doing. You know, hugely impactful in what they do for their teams, and it's not just like in respawn. They're both so much in such a huge part of their S&D systems. Um, and both of them have excelled so far, both on land and also, you know, the Sage qualifiers are also for CDL points too, and both those players have played well there as well. Mm -mm. But if we're going off like statistics, like Zen is the MVP based on the fact, like, like I just hate because stats play such a big part in like how these people are perceived and like dashy sell, like these guys just have insane looking stats. Don't get me wrong, they're obviously talented. But it's just like in terms of like depth in their role and how hard it is to play their role, it's it's always going to be an SMG player who I think is so much more valuable to the to the team. Which which then won't surprise me if we see this conversation pivot <laughs> towards you know the two players that have been this conversation for two years in a row, which is Simp and Shotzi. Which one of them is going to win it? Um, I would argue Shotzi plays more like a BZ though than. No, I'm not, I'm not saying they're the same. I'm not saying they're the same play style. I'm saying that they're the two. If you're going to go with this old SMG logic, like they're the two players that I think have been one and two in terms of SMG play at least consistently over the last what three seasons. If you take away Shotzi's first two events, Simp obviously didn't play good probably the first and a half events this year. Outside of that, they've all been, been inconsistent phenomenal. on that phase team. Outside of Cell, all three of those guys, Alec, Simp, and Abizi, have been inconsistent. Mm hmm. I think if you go look at Was the there stats, a role change of phase? I'd hope not. What MC I going think, to main and at what what is that? What is uh, that a troll? Oh, what is all that? This is this is sort of the this sort of the I've noticed of, a change in it though. You have so noticed a change like, in it. I, I, I've noticed when I scream them, like when they're when uh when I playing them, they feel a lot more faster because Alex has been playing out a sub more recently and he's been playing a lot better with it too, like with the pace that but what map do they even pull out a sub on? Well, Both I noticed it more so in SMD a lot. Oh, okay, SMD. And I don't know, I can't say about the respawns, but I think in some controls too. But like, I, I have noticed one, I, I've noticed a lot in SMD for sure. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It seems lateral in respawn because they never run three yeah, subs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to bring us over to this next question because uh, I've heard I've heard multiple things from multiple different people. Uh, does one trophy system per team ruin the game that much to the point where they need to be GA'd? I get some hills will be harder, but it only blocks three nades. Asim, I heard trophies are GA'd from Shotzi stream because they, 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 they clipped it. Yeah. So the, so what Black was the main what was the main reasoning behind the trophy GA? 
Uh, the fact that it came in eight months into yeah, the game. Yeah, that's the is that, that's right. fact. Is that the main is that the main reason? The, yeah, there was no discussion. I mean, I, like, I didn't want to answer the question for you. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but that's actually that actually pisses me off that it yeah, was uh, it could have been in eight months ago and it decides to come in in May like. But you don't think that's you don't think that's still Fugaze though? I mean, it's in the game it, now. It's not. It's Fugaze for the players. Like it's Fugaze. No, no matter how you look at it, like it's Fugaze that it got GA and it's Fugaze that it even happened because if if that was a launch item, I guarantee you it would it would not have been GA. They would have been playing with it from the get go. But the fact that it came in eight months, it's the same thing with the Volt. Like the game, it's such a di massive dynamic change. Like. And not the Volk being like massive, but just any type of change like that happening this far in when like the shit that's the stakes that are at. It's not like we have a fucking multi-year game that, that they can progress at. Like the time window is so fucking small and for something just to come in last minute with, with little to no practice and they, they constantly are on this. It just feels kind of dumb. Wanna, are you calling go, a timeout or a tech? Uh, I want to. I want to go back to what was just said here, and just I want to understand kind of um, if you don't mind, Sim. <laughs> so you're saying the reason that it got G8 is because it came in late to the game. So my follow-up question to that is: we had a couple of weeks in between when there were CDL competition, and no point. Obviously, I know it's come in kind of later into that break. Like there wasn't a discussion of should we try it out and see how the game plays with it. They did try it out. Asim, you guys didn't try it? I uh, personally think one trophy would be good. Personally. That's what I think you guys should have done. I think you guys should have just used one trophy, one player run it, and that's that. You you put it down, it blocks three nades, you can shoot them in, in one to two bullets, two, three bullets, they're, they're done. And then it'll stop uh, some of these like P5 Tuscan Hills where there's eight fucking tags hitting the fucking hill at one time. You know what I'm saying? I think saying? on a P5 it would help, but like... Bro, there's other there's other hills like P1 Gavit 2, bro. Like you're telling me if there's a if there's a guy in that heady and there's a trophy, like he's not losing that gun fight. Well, someone right? just said P3 Gavit 2. I think that's a great example. Like, uh, you know, or like, look what happens. Wait, to, like, that would Gav make the hill godlike. So let me. I got a question Gav actually. An offense will play way better. So Asim, do you think do you think if the game came out with trophies that the trophies would have been GA'd after playing the maps with trophies and realizing mm. how unbreakable some of these hills would be? See, that's a different. Topic that's a go that, fucking question. I had to go fucking question. That's the question where you're giving us three hey. months before the season. Bro, the, to the, try prob it, you the, know prob the problem is for for trophy systems and there to be a real meta around this shit, there needs to be EMP grenades. And, and that's a that's a big issue. And they don't have like, EMPs either. EMP, yeah, EMP grenades issue. are the one balance trade-off for trophies. Yeah. And, and where you can actually strategize around it. And I think without that, it's really hard. Um, obviously, it's a World War II setting, and they yeah, didn't want to have trophy grenades. Say is, yeah, there's no EMP in World War II. Yeah, so so I think that's that's the biggest that's the biggest problem. And um, you, you know, there there is a game out there that does have EMP grenades. www.takesdefiant.com. Anyway, oh Tom, shit! Next question. Next question. There's one. Uh, 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 I just read that. My bad. I read the babanya. I'd <laughs> like to hear an argument for both sides in a take that being a slower and more patient player is bad, and being a faster and more aggressive player is good. It's all situational, man. At least in my, this is my opinion on it. Uh, I, I feel like a good player knows when to play fast and when to play slow. And I also think that it depends It depends on your team composition, right? You have somebody like a BZ who's so go, 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 Shotzi, go, go, go. And then you have somebody like Scump or Simp in behind who kind of roam and slay. Like the team composition and play styles, uh, you know, it, it all comes into to one, right? Like it's, all, it's a team game. It's not an individual game. But I think situationally you have to know when to play fast yeah. and when to play slow. I, I will uh... say situationally that is 100% facts. Like it's all situational. But what I've always said is Better that— Better to be faster.
a slower player, it's it's harder to push a slower player to be faster than for a fast player to slow down. Yeah, and said. I also think that if you have a team that's super coordinated playing really fast together versus a team who's super coordinated playing slow, playing slow together, the fast team lose. is yeah. always going to win. They're always a step ahead. They always the have map team. control. Yeah. They're always yeah. putting yeah. the pressure on them. The faster team always wins. Uh, or is not wins, not always wins, but it's majority of the time. More I think it's more not. consistent. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. The, the better team is the team that plays at a fast pace and the team that plays at a slow pace. I'll, I want to... Someone once came on this show. I don't remember who it was. It was either like Looney or Karma. And they used this point to speak towards like why a player like Shotzi and Simp are so good because of their unpredictability of playing both those ways. And you just yeah. never know in a given situation if they're going to play a deep corner and you're just not going to check it or if they're just going to ego chow you uh, when they're on like a three or four streak. Yeah, it's what makes them so good. Like, bro, somebody like Simp, he's so good because... Sometimes he's in your face. Sometimes he's playing a corner. Sometimes he's sitting back on a head glitch. He like he's all he just constantly switches lanes and, yeah, and he switches. Does switch it up. And it's he's very hard to to play against. He's very hard player to play against. But let's see what else is going on. Pat, you would agree with all that stuff that was just said? Yeah, I'd agree. All right. Uh, how do you think LAT will do at the event? Uh, I don't, I I don't feel know. Like they man. have a good group to gain confidence again. I don't know. You guys probably talked about the pools, but the one thing I said about their pool is that I think this is a great pool for LAT to bounce back because they're they're playing a struggling London and a new New York. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm playing? not sure. I have no idea. I Ooh, heard from LAT? Octane on LAT. stream that he, I don't know. Sam was saying on stream. Not I heard, but Sam was... Uh, I, I've been saying I heard a lot. People have been fucking roasting me for that. But Sam was on stream uh, uh, talking about it. He said that they've been looking better. But what do, Pat, what do I always say? Dude, every team hasn't lost every a map. Every team is the best fucking team in scrims. <laughs> every team is the, is the fucking world's best. Major champs in scrims. Everybody. Um, so it's very, very hard to judge that. I personally think LATs will look better, but I, I don't think they're going to come out and win. I can see them getting a good placing, but I don't. I don't think they're gonna win. But we'll see. You want to get your stock wrong. up? Just don't play, and then join a team that makes a change. Because then you can just everyone on Twitter. But like, yeah, they haven't lost the fucking map. They're gross. Mm -mm. Uh, why are pros afraid of change? I mean, I feel like pros aren't afraid of change. We've been seeing a lot of changes. Yeah, no, uh, definitely not. Um, if anything, pros might be scared of change because they don't want to get dropped. Wait, <laughs> they, don't wanna, like, they don't want to. They don't want to be the ones to go. Last three years of the CDO just goes to show you how many changes have been made, bro. Last year, look at all the young guys. To, last year, going to this year, there was only there was only two teams or two or three teams that didn't make a change. I think I think that whole lead, lead that whole friendship lead shit uh, should go out the window too. Yeah, that shit's gotta I, guys, go. Guys, another timeout. Let's not act. Like oh, back in the CWL era, that people weren't just blowing their teams up after like one event. And I mean, like a full they were, squad. They were. Or, in the yeah, so, nobody's what acting era? like they weren't. The, the CWL, even going back towards like the Ghosts era, like the early days of Call of Duty, like people were making wholesale roster changes two yeah. three what? times that's a year. A, that's a positive. Yo, yo, Tom, why this fool Ben's looking like a referee out there on, on the cams? This guy's got a. <laughs> hey, he's a, giving me text, bro. He's giving me a text. It's navy blue and white. Yo, he does got a dude. He does got a straight shirt on. This guy's a fucking. You the fucking referee? Get the fuck out of here! I would say that's a positive, though. No bullshit. That's my opinion. I think I think that helped oh, keep the fresh, and yeah. there was a lot of entertainment around that factor. Like people would be fucking on Twitter looking up roster mania drama. Like roster mania was a real thing, and it would go into events, and people would make changes after events. Oh, it's a really good and there thing. was so much more on the line for not only the players but also the the fans. Like you knew, like if your team got shit on, that they would probably be facing a roster change. Yeah. 
Let's get into uh oh go ahead, Isam. You guys last thing I was gonna say yeah, go on, go like, bro, like looking like look at Houston Rockets as an example. Like they got a bunch of young guys, but they're just getting shit on this entire year. And obviously the NBA is different, you can't make changes, but imagine we had like a team like that where they're just going twenty and sixty two record. It. Like bro. Forget it, bro. It's, it's not gonna last. It's not on. gonna last. You, you gotta make a change. Yeah, it's not gonna last. Um, what was the team in Overwatch or some shit that didn't win a map or series? And then they won the next, and they won the next year. Yeah. Did they change the throughout Shanghai when they were, when they weren't winning a map? Right, that season. Did they change at all? I refuse to believe they didn't change. They 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 shuffled some people on the roster. Oh, they did but shuffle. They also, okay. But they also just won overall champions. All right, year, so yeah, yeah, that's, no. that's insane. That is insane. Ever. It was to be fair, it was a whole new team. They wiped the whole team. That's true, yeah. But it was just funny that the, they just came off a season where they didn't win at all, and then they came into the next season and won the fucking thing. They were like they were like number one, number two most of the year. Um, That's absolutely crazy. dominating the East region in Overwatch. Uh, next question is, what happens to phase that they failed to win this event, especially when you consider Optic are playing with a sub and a lot of teams having new rosters? Seems the prime time for phase to grab a first event win this year. I mean, it's single limb. You know, that goes to my... Before we answer this, before we answer this, because I saw a poll in the chat, and nobody has really asked this yet, but do you guys consider this event a, a championship win? Do you consider this event a yeah, win? Yes, all, all, regardless of the format, all the teams are there. I think I consider guy. it a win as well. I consider it a win as well. Oh, it go, oh no. Here comes Pat with the timeout. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> why not, Hell Pat? No. Why not? You don't like the single limb? Dude, there was a month break. Teams are trolling, running trials. <laughs> you got Gerald <laughs> summoning in for Illy. You got all this bullshit going on. Hell no, this ain't a chip. There ain't pro points on well, the line. Well, first of all, all, the, all, money, all, all that subs. Yeah, but all the, oh. that subs and trial shit, Pat, that's fugues, bro. Okay? In any other sport or esports, shit might hit the fan. LeBron might might t fucking sprain his ankle before the grand finals. Are we, you know what I'm saying? Can you not count the chip anymore? You know, at that point. Yeah. Uh, I thought we solved this argument earlier this year. When we tournament to tournament. If, every if team going, is there. If every team is there and it's a tournament, and regardless of the format, you won the Wait, event. Wait, so y'all are counting the kickoff then? I'm, yes, I count All everything. All the teams were there. You <laughs> had to win a bunch of matches. <laughs> I count everything. Yeah, you count everything. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. I look at Crim Six's resume. And I see the shit he be counting. Yeah, I count everything. I don't care who's problem. there. I don't care who's not there. Everything counts at this point. Bro, Some uh, things bro, count more than that others. Optic team, that optic team deadass won a tournament in Australia where they were literally playing <laughs> Australia. Only Australian people. It was like a four-team tournament. There was like one other Australian pro team. Other people just joined the tournament from the casino. And they won the event and counted that shit as a chip. Listen, that's what I'm these, saying. So, these so we can't Haters, no, we're, we're not hating. They inflated a little bit counting the Fugues Yeah, ones. I'm just saying, what are we counting or what, or what are we not counting? You know, and the reason why I'm like, listen, I'm counting it is because of that. Just like so much Fugues that has been counted. I'm like, you know what? Every team's there. It's a professional event. It's being held by the CDL. Nobody's going to that event to lose. Everybody's going to try and win. Uh, you know, whether it, it, it's not obviously you don't weight it like champs. 
but every event doesn't have the same weight to it. So it's you, not a you, major. That's so that's why I think like yeah, in the CDO era, we're only counting majors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's I mean, how I look at it. Well, listen. At the end of the day, you know, it, we agree to disagree. Everybody, you know, it's everybody's opinion. I, I'm curious. Is chat out the Warzone fucking shitty one. I bet he does. He no, should, wait, wait. That that should count though. That shit was lit. Not as like a major event win. That's a separate thing. Like it's like it's like thirty time COD champ, and then like Warzone. Nah, fucking he won a hundred racks though. He won a hundred racks though. I could go to the casino and win a hundred racks. I'm not gonna add that up. Well, I've got another new COD. It's got another new COD pack. Listen, you know, I look how, I look how far Warzone. we've gone away from the original question that we were trying to answer. Here. <laughs> so we're gonna remark on that one. <laughs> chat, chat. At the end of the day, a tournament to tournament. Is there a prize? Is there money? Yeah. All right how then. Much, how much money is there? It's half of the major, two fifty. Ah, oh, this is some food. Damn! Uh, it's two hundred and fifty thousand. We are <laughs> counting this. Are you kidding this me? This is some food. We are play counting this. <laughs> You yeah, know, they even brown, brown. champs prize purse for this. Hey, listen, unbelievable. I don't know what it is. If you listen, if you listen, if listen, it's decent Wait, money. Ben, what is it? Is it two fifty or is it a hundred? Oh, uh, I'm not sure what the prize money is. I swear it was. Uh, I might be tripping. Chat. That might be on me. Chat. I don't know. But but uh, everyone's saying hundred k, hundred k. Listen, at the end of the day, though, man, a tournament's a tournament. Some people might count it. Some people might call it a Mickey Mouse chip. Whatever, tournament's a tournament. We're all excited to watch it happen. Whether you count it or not, that's up for you to decide. I'm sure you know. That's like fifty fifty. This can't be a Mickey Mouse chip. They're way in college team in the bubble at the NBA champion the uh, college what are you gonna in the bubble it is what it is it is single limb that was my argument to it but it, I count it personally but let's go on to the to the to the next we one how do you guys we think answer, we didn't even answer the original question yeah we did what do you mean we, we did. did what are you talking about what, we did yeah what, what did we it? say what was our answer you and Ben said you, you and Tommy said yeah Pat said no yeah. The, the, no, oh, you're talking about you, you. You're talking yeah, about the Reddit the, question. The Reddit question. What happens to face that they failed to win this event, especially when you consider? Oh, I mean, I don't think true. I don't listen. I don't think you face even if they fail to win this event, they're gonna what? Face is just oh, we gotta change the team now <laughs> from a single yeah, limb yeah, pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, the yeah. They, 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 the not, they don't the care. They won't care. Me. Brother, they're sitting first in CDL points right now. Um, is it would it suck to show up to the first three events, be a top team, and not win? I'm sure they're not happy about it. I think the biggest thing with them, if you look at kind of their full package right now, is how average they've been at SD all year. Um, I think that's their biggest focus, I think, coming in this event. They may get better with the third control map. We haven't talked at all about Berlin control. Um, but I think the SD improvement's got to come around the corner. It absolutely, Asim, you guys absolutely crushed them SD in the grand final. Um, and they're a team that historically prior to that event was. You know, in that conversation, and maybe one of the best SNE teams of all time, but they haven't been so far uh, the last month and a half. Wait, yeah, this... I, first of all, I did not prove my point by saying FaZe is not going to fucking, uh, uh, you know, they're gonna blow, they're not gonna blow it up if they lose this event. Obviously, you weigh some tournaments more than others, but in my opinion, if there's a tournament and all the teams are there and there's money, you know, yeah, that's that. You count Wait, this it. doesn't affect the CDL standings. No. Oh, it's a major three practice land then, with a little money sprinkled on top. Bro, it's, it's, okay, we'll agree to disagree on this one. I, mean, I don't agree with you. The practice land, all teams get some practice on land. <laughs> a little, little money sprinkled on top, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, well, how do you guys think General's going to do? Think General's going to do his thing with, with the Optic Boys or what? 
I think, yeah. Jordan, uh, he's literally joining the second best team in the game. I think he'll be just I th fine. I think he's going to do his chilling. thing, too. I think he's going to do his thing. I think, I think Jordan Jones played. If you watch how he's played in Challengers, he's been pretty good so far this season. I, I think the big gap that they have to fill with Internet being there is sort of the bridge with the comms. That being said, if you kind of watch sort of the gameplay this year, Dashie's been a little more talking than we've seen in past seasons, but they lose a lot. Ender shot calls a lot for them. And I'm curious if General's going to be that guy to step up or it's going to be somebody else on their team. Listen, bro, if Shotzi's playing like that, he's chilling. Yeah. I don't care if they Ooh. mute their mics. That's okay. the good they got. <laughs> he's chilling. He, Ethan, you see this fucking guy, man? He's, just, bro, he's, he's, he's acting like we're we're like rank play kids. Yeah, he's like, yeah, bro. He's easy. Come on. <laughs> Wait, you're even, not even in their group. I am a big Shotzi fan. No, For I do sure. think no, Shotzi's I, fucking I think Shotzi's nuts. The best he's insane. In the, in the league, it's not even close. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then other than COD, I feel like we touched most of. You guys watch Halo at all? You guys beat the Halo event at all? Well, huh, we. The Halo event was uh, amazing, by the way. Shout out! Halo event was fire. Halo Sentinels event was sick. Back. The Sentinel boys are back, baby. After yeah, I want to say something so on the flank. Frosty Before is the, the best, bro. Before the tournament yeah, started, did. I called that Sentinels was gonna win in the event, and yeah, people called me crazy. No, you did. So I just want to say that. I, I think Frosty really uh, showed how goaty he yeah, is too. He's goaty. He's goaty. You know, he's he's one in COD. He's one in Woody. Woody. Boom. Boom. What Halo Five? Different Halo. COD Modern Warfare, and now. Uh, well, he won champs. In, he won back to back champs, right? And the other Halos. Did he? What? What? I don't know what he won in the other. They, Halos. Bro, Wait, no. Won. Yeah, he won. He with the Sentinels team, like they yeah. won like two Which... champ, two world championships. Um, I thought there was only two, and mm. Kyler's team won the other. Or not Kyler. Sorry, Shotzi's team. Shotzi's team. Yeah. Oh, that's cool that they have two. That's champion. cool that they had two. That's cool. Oh, yeah, he is, three, he is a two. Three. Yeah, he is a two-time yeah, uh, Halo, 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 Halo Five. Halo Five was a blur. Well, I'll say about Halo though. Yeah. Right now, like it's it's obviously kind of their event calendar. You're gonna have a couple of these um, kind of regional lands, and then you'll have another big land kind of at the end of the summer. You got three like really good teams. Optic obviously has made big improvements. Um, kind of came apart the seams a little bit at the end on Sunday. I think that's. A big thing they got to work on a formal tweet about it after the event. Then Cloud Nine's obviously very good coming off of winning the event prior, and Sentinel is now back at the top. Like it is a really interesting mix if you look at those three teams, and you've got some interesting teams on the outside of that. Like United's been low key kind of pretty good all season. Phase had some decent places at the first event, not so good at this event. Um, Halo is very interesting, man. Event to event, man. I'm really excited to watch kind of more of the events this season. Yeah, no, hey, sure. Halo, Halo is really fun to watch because I co-streamed it the whole weekend. Shout out to to Halo for allowing me to co-stream, and uh, it was it was just fun, just really good games all weekend long, um, and just like some upsets as well. I think I think a lot of people thought Optic C9 were gonna battle for the chip, and Sentinels came in and, and took it basically. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was it was fun to watch. And uh, you also can never write off Sentinels. I don't know why people were writing that roster off. They must have mm -hmm. been underperforming heavy online, heavy. Um, but I think they came out and showed why, uh, you know, they, they are who they are. Well, I right? think, uh, I think lethal was in a real rough spot for about two months and he played really good this event, especially once it got to the weekend. So. Some may argue, right. That if they didn't perform or if they didn't win this weekend or didn't place well and, and lethal had an off weekend that you might've been, you might've been out. You think he would have been one to go or do you think they would have kept them after that? Well, they've but. also they've also had a weird kind of. I mean, there's all the royal two kind of drama early on. Oh uh, yeah, fall yeah, when yeah, the game yeah. Came out. Like they've had a weird kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's crazy. Few mm -hmm. months. But they've um, been teaming with each other for like five, six years. I feel like. Lota. Yeah. yeah. But, Somebody I said mean, Halo's Halo's an interesting spot, man. Like uh, Optics, the team I think 
I'm just waiting to see them win an event because I think the skill on that team, if you watched them play all weekend, they were tremendous. They just, they ran that hot Sentinels team on Sunday. And then, you know, I would have expected Optic to do better against Cloud9. But, you know, I think a big learning lesson for that team is, you know, you're going to have some up and down throughout the tournament. They've just got to regain and kind of work their way and grind their way back to that grand final. And then at that point, you know, anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, Chad, I wasn't saying if it, I, that was in my opinion, I think they should drop lethal. I'm just saying the community opinion. That's what people have been saying. Uh, just reading the community and socials and stuff like well, that. He was also tweeting that like he felt like he wasn't playing good prior to the event. He it said it at the he, end of stage. He yeah. went on stage when they won the tournament. He said to all you haters and he was about to say something. He said, never, never, you know what? Never mind. And he just let it be. Um, which kind of blue balled me a little bit, gave me blue balls. Um, but uh, like next time, just fucking curse him out. Say fuck you, motherfuckers. I'm the champ. Look at the trophy, you know. But instead, he not, he, not everyone's gonna cut a promo, Tom. I you know, know but he, but, but but Ben, he brought it up and then he backpedaled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like, damn, it like blue balled me. Well, He's I said that in the live stream when, when you and I were doing the watch party. He did pump fake a little bit there, you know. I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him. A lot of people were were, were talking shit about him, and, and, and look where he is now. I'm back on stage, holding up another trophy. So, uh, congratulations to the Sentinels boys. Um, somebody put in chat that Snipe Down's already confirmed that he's going back to Apex. I don't know how true that is. Um, but really, you wow. are. I don't. I don't think no, that's true. No. Um. Wait. Maybe. He said it something to Nick Merckx. He said like a quote. I forgot what what it was. Oh, I don't know. Like, who knows? He was nasty at Apex. So. Well, they they have a big gap between events. Like there's a there's a there's a bunch of regional events coming up, and their next like major LAN is not until like the end of. Summer, Tom. So there's a big gap now. Tommy said he was thinking major, about major, it. Major thinking beach. about it, huh? Okay, 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 okay. All right, Eric. Okay. Listen, whatever Eric decides to do, man, he, you know, he's got my support. You know, whatever he wants to do. Oh, yeah, Jake Sucky's renting a bus. I don't know if you saw Jake Lucky. He's got a bus. He's going to bring it across the fucking whole United States. Wow. And, and, and meet with different people at different places of the U.S. What do you guys think about that? That's pretty well, cool. He, he's starting in L.A., so are you going to go meet him? If if Jake Lucky somebody needs to click this and send it to him, if he if he wants to come to L.A. with the bus, I'd hop on the fucking bus I, with Jake I, Lucky. No, he's, I, I think he said he's starting the trip in L.A. All right, so what is he gonna drive around L.A. for a little bit? Where is he going? You know, <laughs> how long is he staying? Know. You know, but uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how what happens there. But other than that, man, Dude, I we, think we, uh, didn't, we didn't talk about Berlin Control yet at all. Did we not talk what? about that? No, we, yeah, yeah. We talked about, about it last before, episode. Yeah, last episode, yeah. You talked about it last episode? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty well, sure. Yeah. My, my, my question to you is, Ace, now you've had a couple weeks playing it. Like, what are your thoughts on the map? Do you think it's going to be a good addition? I think it's set? better than Gava 2, but it's not better than Tuscan. Mm. I know I said it was better than Tuscan before, but now that we played it, I think it's uh, in the middle. That map it's is good. ass, bro. But it's entertaining as fuck. I will say that. You think so? so? It is, uh... Yes, yes. The thing now with Berlin Control getting in, everybody's picked Team A all year because you want that control pick. Now that you've got three maps, the value in having the first band in control is not it's as true. High. It's a good point. So I'm very point. curious how teams are going to prioritize. Do you want the first map pick or do you want the second map pick? Mm. And how sides break on some of these maps. We might see veto strategy changing a lot. Maybe not so much at this major, also at this event, but you might see an evolution going into major three and four. Depends how teams kind of approach that um, procedure yeah. now. I think it'll for help sure. for the, the fact that the team A was getting to pick the map, but I, I think Berlin will have like sub 15% pick rate. Maybe sub 10%. Yeah, like, so I, the thing I'll say about Berlin is that it's very, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's very offensive favored, but it's, 
it's like definitely like on more the offensive side and like the type of like plays that are being made because of how close you spawn to each other like you'll see some crazy shit go down like we've been we've been having some crazy like three pieces and like crazy b caps on berlin yeah. just because the defensive team spawns like so close to it so i think you'll see some crazy shit at the event if it if it gets played mm -hmm. but i don't think a lot of people are gonna pick it oh great question by somebody who just <clears throat> resubbed great question somebody said do you think mouse and keyboard will ever be in the cdl Bro, I had an argument about this with with Zinny, with Tony, a week or two ago, and on stream, I said, Zinny, is mouse and keyboard allowed in the CDL? I'm pretty sure right now, if players wanted to plug in a mouse and keyboard, they can and play with a mouse and keyboard if they wanted to. I don't, I don't think, I don't. Think I so. asked uh, Spinner Spence. I asked Spencer Spinner Spence when we ran out to dinner one night, and he said, Yeah, you can use it. I'm pretty sure you can use it. That's what he told me. I said, Spinner Spence, are you kidding me, Spence? I'm back in there. You know, that's what he well, said. The, the rules would have to change because they, like, they used to do the controller checks, no? Chat, for well, a like lot before, of people. I know it was controller for, only. For a lot of people saying, wait, what the fuck? COD is a lot harder, in my opinion. Multiplayer COD is a lot harder on keyboard and mouse. But a lot of people's argument is, like, you could do things on a keyboard that you can't on a controller, but it goes both ways. There's a lot of things you can do on a controller that you can't do on a mouse and key. I think the main uh, thing that people think about is like when people used to keyboard back in the day, Envoy, right? Like, didn't they have aim assist and the keyboard and mouse? They had uh, they had yeah. aim assist yeah, and yeah, the yeah, keyboard yeah, and mouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were plugging in the Zims. That yeah, shit was probably yeah, was, nuts, bro. Was, what the fuck? Oh, Dude, <laughs> if I had mouse and key with aim assist, forget <laughs> it, bro. But ever since, ever since Modern Warfare, even if you plugged in a keyboard to the console, it disabled the aim assist. But I think that that was only with Modern Warfare. Before that, yeah, you had aim assist yeah, you had consoles aim with yeah. keyboards. Like, bro, up close on mouse and key, it is very difficult to keep up with when people are sliding and b-hopping and shit. Like, you need to be yeah. twisted to, hit the, to make sure you're hitting those shots consistently up close. Um, you know, so it, you know, it, it's interesting to, to know that you could potentially play Ooh. with a keyboard and mouse. That is weird. Um, yeah, it's something to think about. But other than that, uh, any, any other, any other topics, Ben, Pat, anything else that was going on you guys want to talk about? You think we're good to go? Nah, no, but, but Ben, no more of these fucking six months breaks, bro. Yeah, bro. We got to do this break. There's another break coming up too. There's another break. This break is what, what, what are you looking at me for, man? What, what do I got to do? Yeah, you don't do anything, but the, you, come on. Let in the chat. The what the fuck? Man. You schedule the event. You run yeah, you're the You're that league. guy, Ben. What do you you mean? do everything. You do everything. We just do production and broadcast. Speaking, you're, you're, speaking of, um, you're probably I'm working excited. on 2023 right now. I'm I'm excited for, no, come on that, but I'm excited for this event. Um, we haven't had kind of a multi-stream event in a second. I know Daniel Sai confirmed it uh, on Monday. Um, yeah, that's going to be sick. I, the fact that they have multiple streams is far. You know, and I think for Marian, and like just to kind of speak in kind of expectations, that I think our goal is to, you know, we're going to have a main match on Alpha, but when we're not in game, like on the Alpha match, we're going to try and show you the action that's going on elsewhere in the venue and really um, keep you up to date. Um, for, for, you know, because there are people watching on mobile. They're not going to be sitting, you know, like Tom with his uh, multi-YouTube watching all four streams. Um, so we want to make sure that everybody's kind of aware of all this action going on. Uh, I think it's going to be super useful too on Friday when we get kind of towards the qualification scenarios and you have a lot of simultaneous matches. That'll be kind of super key. So really excited. Um, and I also think like, um, the, actually, you know what? I'm going to pause there. There's a couple of surprises. You'll see them more. Oh, shit. Oh, man. 
Here come the blue balls again, Asim. Asim, my balls have been on fire, bro. This shit keeps happening, dude. You know, but people. Tom, you know what's, they you always know what's do that, man. This event? You know what's the great thing about this event? Well, it's well, in well. Columbus. Yeah, back, nah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I'm not that's back. Over. You're back. But I'm not back. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, it is what it is. Hopefully, they don't got y'all staying at the those apartments bro cause... yeah i got robbed but no nah, they didn't <laughs> yeah, they won't they won't robbed, they won't have you robbed. guys they won't have you guys over there they won't they won't Every, no, everybody's not. in hotels i can yeah yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. That. they learned for you know they they bro well, it's not their fault i got robbed you know no, it's, it's nobody's fault, fault but yeah, you know yeah, you, they, they definitely want to make sure you guys are in an area where none of that stuff happens um which if you're in a hotel that's good that's fantastic i'm excited to watch you guys play man so i'm excited to see how uh, you guys go back in how you guys been playing you've been playing good let me guess yeah, yeah amazing. We're playing incredible, good. Incredible. yeah you know yeah we look great you're playing incredible yeah. all right man well that's gonna do it for us man i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the flank i'm not sure actually ben you're gonna have to hit a putt real quick but when's the next one uh because are we running Friday? them on thursday and friday it's gonna be hard no, we guys, guys should do it. There's 12 uh, matches on Thursday, no, no, 12 no, no, matches on Friday. Highlights, highlights. Bro, I, yeah, right, but what time are they going to end? We, we talked about oh, this yeah, like true. we talked about this last week. No, there, there's only three match windows a day. It's not going to be super crazy. Okay, well, listen, if if we don't end super duper late, I don't know because there's so many matches. So I don't know what. Yeah, we might as well just do bro, quick ones then, bro, right? Ben just explained to y'all. Bro, you're forgetting the whole. We had a whole conversation about this. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Tommy's papaying it up, bro. No, I, listen, I don't even remember that. Ta listen, I, I talked with Tom about this. I, I think it's going to be impossible to cover all 12 games in a given day. No, oh, no, I remember us talking about that. So, I, I remember that. What I think, don't I remember? I think the goals chat about highlights from each kind of match window. Maybe there's probably a game or two that's an effing banger. We can cover specific maps. But overall, I think it's going to be whipping around, talking about who's the day's winners, losers, who struggled. What was there a crazy upset? Did someone fry? What kind of plays did we see that we were crazy? We want to break them down. Like, it's going to be more structured like that. And you all in the chat kind of let Pat Pat know where you want to go with the show. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I don't think we should do map breakdowns regardless. No, nah, no. Nah, how many? 12 series. Might, and I'm not even going to be able to there, watch them. Bro, there might be some situationals you all want to break down, though. Let, again, chat, this is going to be a little bit experimental. Let Tom and Pat know when you guys are watching the show where you want it to go. Listen, we're, we're strictly highlights. And uh, overview. Yeah, and I'm gonna reach out to Parasite too. I'm sure Haggy would love to come on this weekend, so uh, I'll hit him up and, and see if he wants to hop in and, and, and co-host it up with me and Pat, because I know Ben's gonna be a very busy man. Well, um, I'm confused though, because Ben is gonna be in his home state. Yeah, he's gonna be in his home state. He could very well do the show if he wants yeah, to. It's gotta, up to him. I gotta work. I nah, gotta yeah, work. You know what, Ben? I'm tired of this shit. Hit the pot now. Hit the pot. I'm gonna go get go get your putter, ladies and gentlemen. Get your get your votes in. Get your fucking votes in. All right, ace him. Where do you think he's going? Pat's gonna say wide left. Yep. I'm gonna going say wide left. It's going off the off the map. Wide left. I mean, <laughs> think he's going off left. the map. You think slightly left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, bro, this guy was looking like bro, a he's fucking going all the way down the bro, hall. Bro, <laughs> he was looking like a straight referee today, bro. Hitting us with technical fouls and shit. I know this guy is Yo, you look right like now. uh Ben, you look like the guy Fine Waldo Scott, in the Scott, books. Scott Foster. Oh, I'm you sorry. know, you know Fine Waldo in the books and shit? You know what I'm talking about? No. You open up the book and, and there's a bunch of people and you gotta find where Waldo is, and he's always wearing the striped shirt like that. <laughs> it was like a uh it was like a, a type of or where's Waldo or where's something Waldo? like that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the name of the book. Go look it up if you guys uh, are interested. Go go copy it. It's a, it's a fun Let's book. Go Ben's lighting. Bro, this Ben, 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 what are you doing, bro? He's responding to an email or something, bro. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, he's got the slippies on. Yup, he's got the slippies on as always. When he's got those slippies on, he's ready to go.
They smell like shit. Lippy's on smelling like fucking shithole. Whoa, whoa, yeah, move it back. Here, Here we go. go. There we well, go, he Ben. Tried, he tried to get like a, a six inch. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Genesee stepping up to the green. He's gonna try and sink the ball, and he's gonna sink it. He's gonna sink it, ladies and gentlemen, right hey. before the pro in. We've been on a little bit of a break let's here, go, folks. Let's go. let's go. But that doesn't stop Ben Genesee. Even the one month break in COD doesn't stop Ben from hitting the golf course every morning, mm. does it? Does it, Ben? Motherfucker, put your headset back up, Ben. Put your headset. Ben, how many times you hit the golf course last week? Be honest. Uh, well, listen, I kind of played two rounds oh. of golf on Sunday, so. Yes, I told you guys, this guy is fucking prepared, no. ladies and gentlemen. He's prepared. But, guys, uh, I hope you guys did enjoy today's episode of The Flank, man. I know things have been a little slow. We haven't been uploading any episodes. That's because there's been nothing to talk about. There's nothing going on, nothing happening, no games, no matches, nothing. Um, it's been a super long break. I think people are just taking time to just kind of chill out, do other things. I've been playing other games. Um, I've been live every day, so make sure you guys follow the stream if you haven't. Um, and, and guys, thank you guys for watching. We'll be back uh, Thursday, Friday. We're going to be doing watch parties, flanks, so the whole nine yards this whole weekend. So stay tuned for a whole bunch of new episodes. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, go to anchor.fm slash the flank to check out all the audio sites that we're on. Go follow at the flank on Twitter. Gersh doing a phenomenal job running social. And as always, guys, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you guys next time on another, another episode of the flank. Peace out, guys. Have a good day. Peace. Peace.